This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, January 21st. That means this is your serviceable and intriguing waiver wire pickups. It is an interesting week on the waiver wire with some potential difference-making pickups out there, I would argue. And uh, as we prepare to get into this, I'm joined by Steve Alexander and the writer of the waiver wire column on NBC Sports Edge, Jonas Nader. Steve, what's new? What's on your mind? I feel like I haven't seen you in days, which actually is true. It's been a while. It's, it's been a long while. Matt, I was supposed to be in Las Vegas, Nevada right now. I, was, I thought I might be doing this podcast from a suite at the MGM, which is where <laughs> my boys, you know, Zach, and my other boy, buddy, Charlie, he's the he's the burned up in the fire guy. Uh, they are wow. they are in Vegas and they are they're getting it done. And for some reason, I just couldn't pull the trigger. And for some reason, you you felt the need to say Las Vegas, Nevada. I don't think you need to say the state on that one, Steve. And you don't even need to say the loss. You can just say Vegas, just so you know. Wow. Did I say Nevada? Nevada? I think Jonas, can you confirm? Yeah, I, I can confirm. My sources tell me. I had no idea. Steve, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Las Vegas, comma, Nevada like that ever in my entire life. Well, it's I'm possible. A, I'm a weirdo, so it makes sense. <laughs> Jonas, you were out with uh, car trouble last week. Everything good? Are we squared away? Yeah, I mean, my car's paid off, so we're just going to keep that thing uh, trucking along. I mean, car prices are like skyrocketing right now, so we're just trying to just keep this thing rolling with some some duct tape, uh, some prayers. Nice. So we're getting through. Yep. We got about we're, we're so what are we at about two hundred seventy thousand miles at this point? Are we? At- uh, we're at one hundred thirty thousand, but it's uh, a Jeep okay. Patriot, and those are not known for lasting too long so it's it's doubtful for the remainder of the year it's a shutdown candidate for sure but yeah we'll get there (laughs) got it got it uh all right well let's talk waiver wire pickups here and i would argue that even though we don't typically talk about players rostered in 40 percent or more of leagues i think we just have to quickly start here talking about io desumu the bulls rookie lonzo ball we know now is out six to eight weeks uh after surgery by the way a reminder that you know, the initial injury report, we, we got to pay attention to those because it's like a sore knee, a sore knee. Oh, now it's a small meniscus tear. Now it's surgery. Like sometimes reacting to those things just in case does pay off. Paranoia pays off when it comes to injuries. But Desumu, 40% rostered and it's just been crushing it, Jonas. Do you have his recent numbers? Because I've got the last three games. Yeah, I actually do have his recent numbers. And real quick, I do want to add on to that. Like we've seen Joel Embiid play through like a meniscus tear for like a month before he realizes he has it. So this is not an uncommon thing we saw with Alonzo uh, Ball. So definitely something to keep in mind for the future. But yeah, Ayo DeSanmo, he was single digit rostered last week, right? Under 5%. Yeah. Now he's sitting at 40%. Last night he was at 30%. So the secret's out. So hopefully you're able to grab him in a shallow league. But despite a usage rate of only 15%, that's like extremely low. He's at 18 points, 8 assists, 5.7 rebounds, 2.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, and 2.3 triples on 76% from the field. So he, yeah. he hasn't missed. So 
a guard. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say like this is sustainable because it's not. But if you're getting 50 to 75 percent of this production, like that's free money. Yeah, I picked him up in the draft show league, Matt. I've got him and I've got Anthony Simons to go along with Luca and Lamelo. We're rolling. We are rolling over there. I'm psyched about Io. Like. I got him in two of, two of my four Yahoo leagues. I was pretty excited about that. I'm a little worried about what happens when Zach Levine comes back and Alex Caruso gets up to speed. But like you said, if I if we get half of what he's done the last week, it'll be all good. All right, Jonas. So where where do you want to take it from here? Like, tell us what your waiver wire column looks like. Who's near the top for you? Yeah, so I got Ao in the top three for sure. I haven't organized them just yet, but next I kind of want to go to Goga Goga Batadze yeah. for the Pacers. Um, I love Isaiah Jackson too. We'll talk about him in a minute, but Goga uh, last night finally started after getting three minutes to game before because DeMontis Sabonis wrecked his ankle. Like he could be out a while. Uh, apparently it swelled up a lot too. So he had 13 points, nine rebounds, five assists and one block and one triple in 31 minutes before leaving the game with the Louis Suarez incident on Gary Payton too. So I don't think we're going to see a suspension because you can make an argument that it was just like a slight nudge. Uh, so I'm hopeful that doesn't happen, but yeah, we're looking at a nice multi-week window for value here. And keep in mind, too, Miles Turner's out of there, right? He's going to get traded at some point. That seems very, like a lock. And Sabonis, too, he's been linked to Sacramento, too. So they may in, end up trading him as well. So there's a lot to like for Goga. And then you have to factor in, too, the Pacers will have nothing to play for down the stretch. Like, they are bottom-of-the-barrel team this year. So I love Goga. If you look at his permanent numbers from the last three years, they are up there. Like, that's some serious early-round upside, too. So I'm all in on him. Only 22% rostered as we're recording this. So very, very intrigued. Doc, what do you think? I was very concerned after the three-minute game the night <laughs> yes. before against yeah, you don't the say. Lakers. And I'm like, what is happening? Now they're going to go play Steph and the Warriors. Those guys kind of run. And I mean, I, do you really need to play a center in that game? So I was pleasantly surprised to see him get that many minutes. At this point, I feel like he's, he's a guy that needs to be added everywhere. I I don't have him and I could use him because I'm thin at center in, in a couple leagues. So um, I'm a little, little mad at myself for not doing that. Pacers, by the way, Chicago and IO goes four, four, four the next three weeks. And the Pacers are in the middle of a four game week. And then they also play four in the next two. So now's a great time to go, to go get Goga. And then there there's other Pacers out there, given the way things are going that are going to be streaming streamable at least if not more and also i think we kind of buried the lead there that dunk that gary payton too threw down in goga's grill was awesome <laughs> he like levitated yeah. you are not wrong i think steve to be concerned after that three minute game i mean it, it seems like rick carlisle did not want to actually trust goga unless he absolutely had to and now he absolutely seems like he absolutely has to and i will say we talked about Isaiah Jackson the other day. What an intriguing prospect he is. Very notable that he got on the floor for 19 minutes in a close game, in a Pacers win. I think 15 points. Uh, was it seven boards? I think so, yeah. Three steals. But he showed his upside as well. And yeah, Goga should be picked up before him. But that's another guy who I think 1% rostered as we sit here right now. So that's a, a really intriguing flyer right there. One more thing about uh, Goga real quick is the game before that three-minute um, clunker, he actually played 11 minutes next to Sabonis and 13 minutes with the off too. So they're open to that Twin Towers lineup when Sabonis is back and healthy in certain matchups. Like he only played three minutes against the Lakers because they're starting LeBron at center, right? 
Like their only center mm-hmm. on the roster is Dwight Howard, who played like 10 minutes that game too. So that was kind of a fluky game too. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And this this Tory Craig thing, like I'm never ever excited about Tory Craig, but he's getting minutes, he's getting steals, he's putting up numbers, he's he's one of the bigger guys left on this roster right now. And I, you know, I streamed him in DFS and, and won some money last night. So I I think Tory Craig is at least worth a stream look. And uh yeah, I don't know. It's weird. By the way, and I, I before we move on from the Pacers, which is overdue, <laughs> I also mentioned Chris Duarte because he's forty seven percent rostered, but he's a guy whose value has been up and down, up and down. Then Steve mentioned the way things are going for the Pacers. Well, things are going that way for the Pacers right now. Duarte had twenty seven points on Thursday night and his last three games is just shy of 21 points per game, six boards, four dimes, 2.3 steals, and 2.03s. This guy is a late season uh, fantasy all star. All star, too strong a word, but you know what I'm saying, Jonas. This is yeah. a, a fantasy breakout guy in the making if Indiana does blow things up. Yeah, two quick notes. They can't trade Brogdon, but Levert is pretty much out of there from what it sounds like. Um, and thanks for the memories, Lance Stevenson. That was fun while it lasted, but you are back on the waiver wire, sir. <laughs> Steve, cover your ears. No, cover your I, ears, I, I, Steve. Hey, earmuffs, earmuffs. No, it's true. It's over. And by the way, you said they can't trade Brogdon. I would also add Brogdon has a very hard time staying on the court. So yes. that's another. There are, there are many, many pathways to a Duarte a second half breakout. Yeah. Last week I wrote that Brogdon's Achilles is being held together by scotch tape, which is true. Last thing on, on Duarte, that dude does not look like a rookie. And I know he's he's old enough to be my my little brother son he's 44 yeah (laughs) your son let's face it uh he's old enough well all these guys are old enough to be my son but anyway he's he he does not look like a rookie when he's playing like he the eye test on him is real and he was by far the best pacer on on the court last night like it wasn't close jonas i believe you're high on one on yeka akongwu is that where you want to go next Absolutely. Uh, I had to do a double take. He's only rostered in 28% of leagues. Like that's just insane to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the game versus Minnesota, but he completely shut down Carl Anthony Towns. Like that was honestly hard to watch for cat, like absolute clinic swatted him two times in a row, ended up with five blocks. The most telling thing of, about that game for me was Nate McMillan was forced to ask if Clint Capella was still a starter after the game. Like if that doesn't uh, <laughs> ring some alarm bells, you better believe it too. So when Capella does come back, they can't necessarily bench him because they would lose all their trade leverage in the offseason when, when he is eligible to be, to be traded. But I do think a timeshare is on the table. Anyeka leads the team in defensive rating. Uh, Capella looks two steps slow, honestly, this year. He's not healthy. Um, he's playing terrible compared to, to how he looked last year, too. So a lot of things can break right for Anyeka here. I agree with you there, by the way, Steve. I don't mean to jump in front of you. Uh, about the timeshare. That's the part that, I mean, is it going to be 24-24? Maybe not. But, you know, could Onyeka get 22 minutes to Capella's 26? And then he's he's really put right on that line of like, wh- how many blocks can he get? How how good can he be in fantasy? So it is going to be really interesting to watch. Go ahead, Steve. Well, and I think the fact that Nate McMillan is such an old school coach is probably not ideal here. Because if we had a new school guy that doesn't really care about you know, the right way to do things, you know, Nate's going to be like, well, Capella's the veteran. I got to let, he's got to play. I'd, I'd feel better if Capella could be traded. I'd feel better if Capella wasn't coming back. I'd feel better if, if Nate McMillan didn't say, well, make no doubt about it. Capella's my starter when he comes back. Having said all that, uh, the game he played against 
Cat Akangwu was was awesome. He absolutely dominated him in the second half. Even though Nate McMillan again is stubborn and will not double team a guy like Cat, Akangwu handled him by himself, which that to me says a ton. So I don't know how valuable in fantasy is going to be the rest of the way, but I I kind of want to pick him up just just because. Just on principle. Yeah. And the game before, too, he shut down Giannis. Like, Giannis could not get yeah. to the rim against Sanyika, too. I don't know if you guys saw that game, but absolute performance, too. So he's just destroying some of the best centers in the league, too. So incredible stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Who's next? Who's next, Jonas? I think you had... Uh, I've got a few names, and, and so let's just go back and forth here. Where yeah. do you want to take it next? I kind of want to go back to Devin Vassell, who's been mentioned every single week, but I think we have to go back to him yes. because... Basically, what he did in his last game, I think it was 19 points, eight rebounds, two steals, two blocks, and four triples. Like, this is who he is. Basically, he's DeAnthony Melton with a coach that loves him, right? Because he's hitting his shots. Steal and block rates have been consistent all year. The minutes are starting to ramp up, too. He had 31 just a few games ago. Only played 23 in the last game because of the blowout in OKC, but... Um, a lot of things are breaking right here for Vassell and Brent, Brent Forms, who gets like 20 minutes for this first two, is gone too. So a lot of like here right. for Vassell and still widely available. I'm all about Vassell and he, he's kind of wildly inconsistent. Matt, I think that's a fantasy term you actually invented like nine years ago. Wildly inconsistent, madding, maddeningly, maddeningly inconsistent. That's sort of Vassal because you never know what you're going to get from him and Pop. But, man, when he's on, he's awesome. And I feel like he's healthy again. He's sort of like making, working his way deeper into the rotation. And I, I'm all about it. I, I like him. Uh, Roth and I had this debate on Thursday. And, you know, some of the viewers and, and Roth himself were like eh, a little lukewarm on him. I, I'm, I'm higher and bullish on Vassal. The ultimate guy who has not been able to get out of the 20s in terms of roster percentage, right? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. things change. You know, guys, Desumu goes up to like 40%. Vassell is just like 22 to 29, it seems like, no matter what happens. we, You know, big games, off games, he's unavailable, he's available. I don't know. It's a strange one. He's almost like a blind spot for people. Or maybe that divide you're talking about, Steve, where he just doesn't do it for some fantasy managers due to the inconsistency, maybe low scoring, but we love the steals and blocks and threes. Yeah, I got to make one point here too. Like people underrate certain categories. Like if a player is getting you two steals a game, that's the same thing as scoring 25. It's the same weight, right? So let's just not Mm -hmm. look at only points. Let's look at across the board what you're doing. This is why Covington has been an early round player for years until until now. But so don't underestimate steals, blocks, and threes. That's like the fantasy gold mine. But Jonas, points are so fun. Points are so fun though, Jonas. (laughs) To let the dream on. I will say this: the Spurs play four times this week. And if you have a guy on the Wizards who plays two times or you've got somebody on the Rockets who plays two times that you can live without, I mean, if you're going to do a vassal experiment, this is the week to do it and maybe lose a two-game guy or a three-game guy, uh, roll vassal out there for four games this week and then see where we are come next Sunday. What about Taylor Horton Tucker, speaking of guys that are – hard to fully trust in fantasy. This is a guy who has these spike games and then it's followed or preceded by awful games. 
I, I never know. I, how how do you get a Talon Horton Tucker good game in your lineup, Jonas? Can you can you give us any logic here? I can't. Um, hopefully, he plays against the Pacers every game this season, but he doesn't. But the <laughs> schedule does look kind of nice. He's got Orlando coming up too. So something to keep an eye on is that they benched Russell Westbrook in their last game. Like, does that become a trend? Because he's been one of the worst players. He hits the backboard at least ten times a game. It seems like him and LeBron have been having some awkward glances on the bench, looking at the. <laughs> the stat sheets after the game too. So uh, it's looking pretty dicey there. Uh, I don't necessarily think they can trade Westbrook, but THT is going to get more run at his expense. And one more thing too, we have to keep in mind that THT could be traded. He is their only trade chip right now, a reasonable contract. He's young. He has upside. He is their only trade chip. The Lakers don't want to waste another year of LeBron. He only has a few years left uh, for all we know too. So they may make a move. And if they do THT's on the way out, because like I said, the only trade chip they have, the whole Westbrook thing is interesting because now all we hear about, we get daily updates of whether Frank Vogel's been fired or not. Yeah, um, right. Vogel has the team's blessing, management's blessing to bench Westbrook when he wants to now, which is is different. And he really has to be driving LeBron crazy, even though LeBron won't say that. It's, yeah. It doesn't look good. As far as Taylor Horton Tucker, I kind of feel like when I have him on my fantasy roster, he's... I'm LeBron and he's my Westbrook. Like he's very frustrating and very difficult to deal with uh, having on your roster. I don't, I don't, I have major trust issues with THT and I'm not doing it. Did you just call yourself the LeBron James of fantasy managers? Just to be clear. No, no. Okay. okay. I called myself LeBron James to his Russell Westbrook. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Also, Jonas, to your point about LeBron, yeah, at this rate, he he maybe only has ten to twelve good years left. Exactly. So we gotta, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna hurry up here. Windows closing. <laughs> All right. More names hit. Plus, some of your questions. First, we're going to take a very quick break. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL playoffs are here, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It is easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Meanwhile, we're getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs, and the 
NBC Sports Predictor app, powered by PointsBet, has you covered with Sunday Night 7. We are giving you a shot to win $1 million by predicting what will happen between the Bucks and the Rams. So download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor for more information. Steve, while I was reading those promos, I saw you squinting, looking at your screen. Are you getting a few questions dialed up for us here? I'm, like when when we get there? I'm taking a look. I'm going to try to be more prepared this time than I was last time. Okay, good. I wish there was a file I could put them into, like a little pre, little preload, mm, a little folder. Yeah, I'll talk to the people at uh, St- Streamyard yeah. and see if we can get that set up. Let's let's have a conversation. Maybe set up a conference call and, and don't include me on that. But before we get to that. Jonas, is Terrence Davis in your consideration for the waiver wide column? Because holy cow, what a couple games he's had. But you know, the, the floor could fall out here any moment. Yeah, he was rostered in nine percent of leagues yesterday. I didn't see what it was today. Thirteen. Thirteen. Wow. So Seeker's still out on him. The last three games, he's at twenty-two points, four rebounds, three dimes, two point three steals, point seven blocks, and four triples. Just insane. That's first round value for Terrence Davis. <laughs> like insane. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's obviously in the protocols, uh, but one thing to watch, and I'm, we're going to mention Davian Mitchell later because of this too, is um, <laughs> last night, James Ham, the Sacramento Kings reporter, said the whole team, apart from Halliburton, is basically on the trade block. So a lot of things can break right for him. Uh, really excited about him down the stretch. Um, bargain contract too, so he may be moved as well. But yeah, I love Terrence Davis. Has a nice little window here. And if you want to end up holding him to the trade deadline, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, 35 points, six rebounds, three dimes with seven threes, one steal, one block in his last game. By the way, we have a breaking news situation here. Steve Alexander, while you were talking, just slipped on a pair of like uh, professor's glasses. Steve, do you have some you want to report? Are these new? No, these are like 10 years old. They barely, they barely improved my vision, but they help, they help just enough just gotcha <laughs> you really are dr a with those things on i really um haven't really been embracing props this year it's part of my act yeah you know I, I were you it. here for santa, santa doc when i had the the santa hat on and the sweater absolutely yeah yes yeah, it was. I mean, was yeah yeah what a day that was oh terrence davis terrence davis uh <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I was like looking at my stats, and I guess here you guys are cracking. I'm like, man, Terrence Davis must be really bad. You guys hate him. <laughs> Jonas, you did a hell of a job of holding that together, by the way. Like, I felt like I felt like Matt was my little brother Gary, and we were in right. church, and it was, like, we started going, and we weren't going to stop. And somehow you you just kept plowing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, ahead. it was it was pretty impressive. But uh, Terrence Davis is in the wrapping up a two game week, which was tough. I did not start him the other night when he blew up for 35 points. And that was just stupid. Like that was an obvious DFS play that I missed. And I picked him up in a couple of leagues. I know uh, there's guys we might be talking about later that, that might be droppable. I just think Davis uh, with the three game week coming up is, is at worst, he's going to be pretty decent, you know? All right, let's talk Brooklyn Nets now. The Kevin Durant injury, Nicholas Claxton injured. So, Jonas, your thoughts on Kessler Edwards and Daron Sharp? Yeah, so it looks like Kessler Edwards is kind of the priority because Claxton is day-to-day. He should be back somewhat Mm -hmm. soon. So we'll talk about Sharp in a second. But Edwards, one of the best athletes uh, I've seen, honestly, uh, just a freak uh, athletically. Last three games, he's at 10.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, almost one assist, one steal, 0.7 0.7 blocks and 2.7 triples on 54% shooting. Hitting his threes, had a great stat set in college. Uh, he's playing within himself. 
has a defined role for the Nets, and he's playing a ton of minutes. He's at 35-plus in three straight, yeah. too. So an absolute workhorse for them. They're going to need it for the next three, four weeks at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking him up, and he's only, what, 8% rostered last I looked. So Correct. Yeah, and, and I think you hit the key thing because if you look at his game log, you're not going to be blown away by his last yeah. few games. But the, the minutes, 37, 38, 35, uh, I think the production is coming given the guy has a versatile skill set and playing that much. Yeah, I don't know, man. Those those last couple games kind of freaked me out, and I, I'd rather have Terrence Davis. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of guys I'd rather have than Kessler, and I don't I don't really trust him anymore. So I don't know. I he'll probably burn me and blow up this next this next game, but I I don't know, man. I I just think Kyrie and uh, Harden are going to get so many of the touches that there's just going to be so many off nights for Kessler. I mean, you're fair to throw up a caution flag there, Steve. I just think he's a worthwhile flyer anyways because even his dud there was a, he had three steals and a three. And, you know, as as we said, he's playing a ton. So let's talk about Sharp next because I think Claxton is sounding very unlikely, at least for Friday. Yeah, we should get probably one, maybe two more streams out of Sharp. And last five games in only 21 minutes, he's an 11th rounder too. So not the worst option. He's at 12 points, seven rebounds one assist, 0.6 steals, and one blocks uh, with great percentages too. So uh, widely available. I think he's more available than Kessler even too. And like I said, until Claxton gets back, you can feel free to roll him out there. He scored double figures three games in a row. And his last game, he hardly played any minutes and still did it. So I, I'm, I'm feeling him more than I'm feeling Kessler. So at least till Claxton's back. DeAndre Ayton has a sprained ankle. Bismack Biombo had one really good game one very biombo-esque game jonas so i, I feel like we kind of know the story here it's a little bit like just roll the dice and see if you get good biombo on any given night i mean are you more optimistic than that yeah i mean i'd rather pick up biombo than javel mcgee because javel mcgee has a, a nine minute limit apparently so that's hard to watch <laughs> right. um, the dude's falling apart um but yeah biombo had 17 and 14 like two nights ago yeah uh, he's getting 25 minutes consistently the only tricky thing here is we don't know how long Aiton's gonna miss but given his season so far i could see him missing a couple more games so yeah bismack biombo 15 percent rostered as i'm looking now can get you a ton of blocks uh great for your field goal percentage because he only shoots uh at the rim so yeah short-term ad for sure but just don't drop someone you're gonna miss yeah i'm mad at busy b because of what he's done to jalen <laughs> smith like I can't, it makes me mad. Like Jalen Smith doesn't even play. Like we're here three weeks ago telling people to pick this, pick this guy up. And now he's, he's an afterthought and he, he was playing so well for them. And Biombo, uh, I was thankful to see him going against me in DFS there and I, and he really didn't do much of anything. He did have a huge dunk that helped the Suns win that game against the Mavericks. He made some big plays, but he, his fantasy numbers weren't really there. But as long as the Aiton's out, I'm fine. I'm fine with rolling with Biombo. Luke Kennard, Jonas, is he going to make the waiver wire column? Because he was out for a while, just returned, didn't do much in that return. But just looking back at his December numbers, this is a guy who averaged almost 15 points per game, four boards, a couple dimes, and 3.43s, and is 20% rostered. So I think he's an interesting name, not a guy that I'm thrilled to run an ad but i think he needs to be on our radar at least yeah he's more of on the deep league radar like like you said he was playing phenomenal phenomenal before the protocols he missed like two three weeks there too so if amir coffee wasn't playing so well um i would yeah. probably add canard now but coffee is getting uh pick and roll sets now like 
they're putting the ball in his hands. He's making plays too. So he's kind of taking away from Bledsoe and Kennard. He's kind of filling that role. And I think it's pretty notable that Ty Lue said coffee could start when Paul George comes back. So not looking too good for Kennard or Bledsoe for that matter. Um, but yeah, coffee, I don't think he qual- he'll qualify. Maybe he's at like 40%, but I did include him on the column just in case, but I think he's, he's the guy you want in, in LA land right now. Yep. Clippers play four times next week. You could take a flyer on Kennard. As Matt said, he had a December to remember, but it's been a long time since, uh, since I remember him doing much. I, I tell you who loves a little coffee talk is our guy, Steve Alexander right there. Loves some coffee talk and 39% roster. By the way, yeah. mm. love it. So he's in my DFS lineup tonight, locked and loaded. I gotta mention one more Clipper to keep an eye on Isaiah Hardenstein. He probably won't make the column this week because he's had a couple of uh, low minute games. But if they start giving him the run he was getting before his latest ankle injury, Hardenstein is going to be a very very fun player. Just a couple more that I just wanted to quickly mention, and I don't know if these will land in your waiver wired column, Jonas. But Gabe Vincent, I think, is worth a look on Friday because Kyle Lowry is out uh, due to personal reasons um five percent rostered for vincent and that matchup with the hawks even with the hawks winning a couple in a row is about as friendly as it gets to opposing guards yeah i mean he's going up against trey young who obviously it's good to see as an offense doesn't want to play defense at all uh basically he's just a traffic cone so is lowry confirmed out yes he is okay yep so fire up your gabe vincent's i guess don't know if we'll get more than a, another game stream out of him after Friday, but right. Yeah. Anyone else on your name? I want to say Davian Mitchell for the Kings looks somewhat interesting, starting to finally play a little bit better. The steals are starting to pick up the assist are there. Uh-huh. And like I said, the entire Kings roster outside of Halliburton are on the trade block too. So a lot of value could be opening up there in Sacramento. And 8% roster for Mitchell who had a four steal game recently. I think a two steal, two block game recently. The only other name I wrote down was Pat Connaughton, who is 22% rostered, who his last two games, 13 and a half points, five rebounds, three and a half threes, and a steal in 27 minutes. I, again, it's not a guy that I find myself running to pick up. There's always options I'm more intrigued by, but I do think someone who picks him up might be happy about it over the next week or two. Yeah, he's sort of interesting. The problem is that they have Dante DiVincenzo and Grayson Allen. I know Doc wants to say something, so I'll let you go. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Ralph and I were talking about Corey Joseph being a streamer right now. Killian Hayes is out. The Pistons in are pretty interesting all the way around right now. Like there's, there's lots of scrubby guys that are suddenly making noise. And Corey Joseph's one of them. I mean, if mm-hmm. Killian Hayes is out and Kate, Kate Cunningham was in big foul trouble the other night, that helped. But uh, I'm, I'm going to roll Kojo out there tonight and see what happens. Steve, have you and your glasses been able to locate two to three viewer questions that we can answer before we go? We've got at least one and then okay. we're going to have to go find the other ones. I know they're there. Okay. Here's your first one, Matt. I'm going to let you read that. That's JCN Dricky too. You have your glasses on and you still can't read it? Matt, these are 10 years old. Go. Goga. These are just for show. It's literally just a prop. Goga or Claxton or a Kongwu. I got all three and AD is coming back. Need to drop one. I don't think we're quite up on that decision point yet, are we? Yeah, I don't think you need to make that move just yet. AD's only been cleared for contact, so he probably has another week or two of ramp up to go. So let's cross that bridge when we get there because Claxton could be back in a game or two and I'd love to see what happens with the minute split in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that's a wait and see. We, we wait till the last moment there mm-hmm. and decide that one. I, th- I think JCN Dricky wanted to know, like, if you had to make this decision today, like, which one of those guys, like, which one of those guys are you least high on? I love them all, to be honest. I, I guess Claxon because he has uh, Aldridge behind him. I don't know. This is tough. I love all three. Okay. 
All right. That's a good answer. All right. Here's another one. Oh, uh, Marco Magnetic. One guy not getting much attention right now is Brandon Clark. Totally agree, Steve. I think you've brought up Brandon Clark a time or two. Did I imagine that? Or was that someone else? We had him on a regular no. for a few weeks. We've mentioned him uh, briefly. But a very good point. Brandon Clark is playing great, and he's 44% rostered. He is not the most thrilling guy to have mm. on a fantasy roster, but right now what you're seeing from him is kind of like feels like a realistic and hopefully sustainable blueprint of like 20 to 26 minutes a night. And man, the defensive stats are there right now. Um, last couple of weeks, he's sitting around 14 points, just short of seven boards, a steal on 1.6 blocks and shooting 69 from the field and 73 from the line. Never turns it over. A lot to like about Brandon Clark. A, a fantastic fantasy glue guy, yes. I would say. 44% roster. Yeah, they love the JJJ Clark combo now too. Infinity 3309 wants to see Jonas Nader go into a tizzy. A tizzy? What? <laughs> a tizzy. A tizzy. But he fit. also asks, is Melton worth the low percentages or should we find steals elsewhere? Jonas, you're the resident uh, DeAnthony Melton expert. Right. That's what I was talking That's what I was trying to say, yeah. but I said it in this really stupid way. Oh, I see. I was like, that's a strange, strange, strange question. Really stupid thing. Uh, I'm going to die on Melton's island, so I'm going to say hold because... Uh, just on, per minute wise, Melton is only behind Crusoe and steal rate too. So I think if you hold him, he's going to get better, right? He's not going to shoot 20% forever. Last year, he was at 40% from three too. So he's going to bounce back. Uh, it's unfortunate that his head coach despises him. I don't know if Melton keyed his car or something after practice, but uh, it's a very odd situation when you're starting John Conchar over him. So not sure what's going on, but I'm still holding Melton just for the steals, blocks, threes, and he'll he'll heat up, obviously. I'm okay with dropping Melton. I take the opposite yeah. side of that from Jonas. I mean, not need to drop him. I mean, I think I could see the scenario where he does heat up like Jonas says, but I don't think he's a must-hold necessarily in a shallower league. Steve, got one more? Yeah. KJP said that me calling Las Vegas, comma, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, was sort of like saying Kentucky Fried Chicken. thought that was funny. And I think, Matt, I think the reason that that happened, that looking back on it, is um, – our favorite movie, Mighty Wind, when uh, Jane Lynch's character is like, and then I moved out to sunny San Diego, California. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what I, it was just, it just channeled through my body without me knowing it. Got it. You you can explain that away. You can try to explain that away, Steve, but. The damage is done. Yeah. Yeah, the damage is done. I know. I know it is. And I'm more of a best in show than Mighty Wind guy, just for the record. Mm, you might want to, you might want to rethink that. Jonas, are you you got any tie breaking votes there? Are you are you a best in, are you familiar with Best in Show or any of those movies? I have not. I have not seen those oh, movies. Wow. Yep. Jonas has some weekend homework. I do. All right. So does everybody else watching this? <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I are the only two people that get half of the jokes we say. Which is... All right, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We'll be back on Monday with some weekend takeaways and updated waiver wire pickups. In the meantime, check out Jonas's column on NBC Sports Edge. I want to say thanks to everyone who listened and was watching live with us. Jonas, Steve, thank you both. Enjoy the weekend, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 